Welcome to the official podcast from mycreditstatus.co.za. We will be introducing you to credit experts who will be providing valuable insight and advice from your financial health to improving your credit status and score. Your host for the show is Laura Palmieri. Hi, and welcome to My Credit Status Podcast. I'm Laura, and with me today is Premlin Pillay from XTS. Uh, let's quickly explain, XTS is the largest locally owned credit information bureau in South Africa. They deliver user-friendly and affordable information solutions and technologies that are used in all aspects of credit provisioning. Today, we're going to talk about the financial impact of the coronavirus on your credit score. Premlin, welcome to the show. Thank you, Laura. Great to be here. Fantastic. Let's start off with the basics. In layman's terms, how is a credit score calculated? Laura, under the National Credit Act, or the NCA, all credit providers are obligated to provide us a payment profile to the bureaus. And a payment profile is is simply how a customer conducts their credit uh, record. We use this data contained in this payment profile to calculate a credit score based on a statistical model that we use. Okay. Am I right to assume when you, when you mention payment profile, is it how they pay off their debts? It's how you, you, you've undertaken a contractual obligation with your credit provider. Yes. Um, and in that contractual obligation, you would have to pay a, a certain amount of, of money. And it's how you've actually paid that that amount of money. Has it been on time? Um, Is it late? Uh, Is it in arrears? And that's the type of payment profile data that we get across. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Okay, now what kind of information do credit bureaus like XTS collect? Like, can international companies list negative info with you about a consumer? So let's start with the type of data we, okay. we collect. We, we get, the, the, as we mentioned, the payment profile from um, the credit providers. And this profile, as we mentioned, would contain information about how a customer conducts his or her account over time, the number of accounts, the type of accounts, the behavior on the account, like missed payments, arrears, and so forth. And that's generally the main source of our, our information. We would also get information like judgments. Has someone taken out a judgment against a, a consumer? So in general, uh, and in our experience, international companies cannot list a negative uh, ne- negative information about with XDS about a, a consumer. Who can list negative information about a consumer? It is anyone who a consumer has entered into a credit contract with. Okay, that, yeah, that, I understand that. So it's only local, obviously, because you've entered into a contract in South Africa. Yes, indeed. Okay. Now, does all your consumer information come from SACRA or independent creditors as well? No, in the main, our, our consumer information comes only through SACRA. Okay, only through SACRA. Now, I'll explain to our listeners, um, SACRA is the South African Credit and Risk Reporting Association, and they are a not-for-profit voluntary association of members who share credit and risk performance data of their customers. Okay, now, legally, 
do you as a bureau own the consumer information of a or a creditor? So basically, does the bureau own it, or do you, or does the creditor own that information? I think depending on the data, Laura, um, I would say that the data from a payment profile is owned by the credit provider as well as the the consumer. And the reason I say that is because as consumers, as uh, we we own our own data, mm-hmm. our address our ID number, and so forth. The credit provider would own the data that they collect, the arrears and, and um, you know, your payment behavior and, and so forth. The Bureau does not own the data. We're merely custodians of the data. We can collect it, we can store it, we can use it, but we cannot change it, nor do we own it. We are merely custodians of it. Okay, that's, that's a very good clarification. I think a lot of consumers aren't aware of that. They have a sense that the, it's almost like a big daddy that owns all their information. But I think you've clarified it quite clearly now what it's all about. Okay, now how many disputes do you do get, do get corrected? And can you explain the process that happens behind the scenes when a user disputes information with XDS? Sure. So let's start with the second part of the, the question. So a consumer will note a discrepancy either through a credit application process or through looking at their their free credit report. And possibly, just as a side note, uh, consumers should really take advantage of reviewing their free credit reports um, either through our information portal Splendi or by requesting one because then you'll be able to see what what the the credit uh, information is and whether it's it's valid. But once they note a discrepancy, Uh, they can log a dispute, and they either log a dispute through uh, an online portal, like our our XDS online portal Splendi, or or our call center to log a a dispute. Through that process, they will be encouraged to provide as much detail as possible on what the discrepancy is, why do they think it's it's, um, not correct, and, and so forth. And then XDS will take it from there. We will then engage with the credit provider, uh, and we will log a call with the, the log that issue with the credit provider. And the credit provider is then obligated to investigate and thereafter provide a response. This response may be in the consumer's favour or not. If it's in the consumer's favour, yes, there was an error, and the credit provider fixes the issue. They will resubmit the data to us, and we will update it on on our 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 side. In terms of the quantity, we get approximately two to three thousand disputes every quarter, so every three months. Um, and the statistics indicate that about sixty nine percent of these two to three thousand disputes that are logged are resolved in favour of the consumer. Wow, that's a high percentage, actually. Are you there? Yes. Yeah, that's actually quite a high percentage. But this is very interesting to me because um, I think as the custodians that you are, or so should we say middlemen, you have to deal with the consumer coming to you for a dispute. You then have to go back to the credit provider and make sure that dispute's corrected. Then they must come back to you. Then only then can you go back to the consumer. Is that correct? That's, that's correct, yes. Okay, so basically how long does it take to finalize when a cons- if there is an error? Or a dispute, should I say? Yeah, so legally we have to uh, get back to the consumer within 20 days. 
20 days. And, and from your experience, does, does that usually happen? Yes, we, we um, are quite good. And, and our, con our credit providers who are SACRA members uh, are aware of that obligation. So uh, in the main, we, we, we do hit that, that uh, service level agreement with, with our consumers. Okay, that's fantastic. And how often do you notice inf incorrect information on your database and how does this happen? Yeah, so, so there's a central, so I think data comes from the credit provider mm -hmm. and they, they submit it in a very specific format through to SACRA, who then distributes the data to all the bureaus. So there's a centralized process with SACRA for credit providers to pass the data through with a quite a strict level of data quality standards, and that data quality is monitored at, um, at a SACRA level. XDS has also got a dedicated data quality team who, in addition to SACRA's quality process, we also profile the data on a regular basis and try and, and correct um, data proactively and monitor that data quality. So how do these um, data issues happen? So it could be inadvertently when a consumer or the credit provider is completing a credit application, um, dates of birth or identification numbers are transcribed incorrectly and that would, would go through the process and get picked up through the, the data quality process. There would also be instances of uh, fraud where someone has used an ID to open up an account and the consumer will say, that's not mine. And we would then go and, and, and investigate. So it's a combination of um, normal human error as well as some fraudulent, um, fraudulent behavior. Okay. All right, and then based on your stats, what percentage of South Africans have negative info on their records? So I, I would take negative info as in in uh, in a certain perspective, and uh, for us, a negative as in a customer has got um, arrears on their accounts, so they haven't uh, paid up to date. And just from our data, we see approximately forty percent of customers and 26% of their accounts are in arrears. This means that they're either one month in arrears, two months or three months in, in arrears. Okay. All right. And then, as, as we are, as South Africans battling with the impact of COVID-19 on the economy, many consumers have been left with the inability to earn an income or rece receiving less income due to the reduced working hours. What impact will this have on their credit scores? Yes, yeah, so the coronavirus is, is, is a novel virus. So it's, it's, it's new. Um, and as with the virus, it's, it's very much a new situation uh, for us. And it's introduced levels of volatility in the economy that is much different from what we've seen in, in the past. So outwardly, if a consumer continues to make payments towards their credit obligations, it should not have uh, impact on their scores. If they do miss payments, the credit provider would note that missed payment. It would come through to us and we would um, update our, our models and that may uh, likely impact their credit scores negatively. So, so currently, if I understand it correctly, there's no really kind of a leeway uh, 
with regards to, 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 to this negative information being listed if a consumer is late due to the ability they're not receiving an income. There's no, like the banks are offering uh, payment relief and that. There's, is nothing like that is currently happening with the bureaus. So we, we are a receiver of information. Yeah. So we wouldn't uh, know what would happen on the, the other side of the, the transaction. But for us to say, uh, as long as the customer is paying and meeting their obligations that they've agreed with the credit provider, whether that is a debt restructure or payment holiday that they've agreed with a credit provider like a bank or, or so forth, and the credit provider notes it as such and says, look, we've, we've entered into a restructure agreement. The consumer is now me meeting their obligations on that restructure agreement, and that data passes through to us then it should not impact their, their score. Uh, but we are dependent on the credit provider providing us with that, that data. That's correct, yes, you're right. Okay, now, South Africa's major banks, actually we touched on this briefly now, um, have introduced various measures to assist consumers impacted by the COVID-19 disaster. And most of this assistance comes in the form of a debt repayment holiday or all kinds of loans. Does, does this have an impact on a person's credit score? I think we just touched on that now as well now. Yes, so that's, um, it's the same. Um, yes, it all goes back reason. to the credit provider that comes back to it with what they're actually listing. Yes, indeed. Okay. Now, what advice would you give on how consumers can handle their credit score during this pandemic to minimize the impact on their credit scores? Yeah, I think, you know, consumers, it is tough out there. Um, and with the lockdown period, I think they are going to, there is going to be significant stress on the consumer. So I think the, the first port of call for a consumer, if they're under stress, is make sure they're talking to their credit provider um, and making arrangements if you're under financial stress. I would assume that uh, with the, the knowledge of the impact of, of COVID and uh, the government and the private sector's interventions on this, that there is a, de a degree of sympathy around what's the, the financial stress that um, consumers are under. So I, I would say that the consumer must be talking to the credit provider, being transparent around the level stress of stress they're under mm. and making arrangements um, with their, their payments. The second thing for me is that make sure you're logging into um, either our credit portal, um, online Splendi, uh, or to get your free credit report and keep on checking your details and know and understand your score. Through Splendid, you can access your credit report uh, as many times as you like. So understand your credit score, understand your um, the, the, the amount of stress you're under, a financial stress that is, and as quickly as possible, engage with your credit provider and have discussions with them around making arrangements around your payments. Okay, yes, well, that actually makes sense. It, it, yeah, the creditors actually, they, the consumers actually need to take control now. And the, even though we're going through this pandemic, they must still manage their credit. And like you say, have an open conversation with their creditors to try and avoid getting listed. Or manage, yes, indeed. A, a debt repayment plan is the, op the best option, actually. Yes, indeed. I agree. Okay. 
Kremlin, thank you so much for taking part in our podcast. We really do appreciate your invaluable input. And I know for sure that we definitely will be getting you back on the show. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure being here. Thanks a lot. Have a good day. You too. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to My Credit Status Podcast. Make sure you tune into our next show, where we will continue to provide you with valuable information about your credit health. We value your feedback, so we would love it if you can rate and review us on iTunes. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so that you can be alerted as soon as a new episode is live. Visit mycreditstatus.co.za.